and welcome to another What's Up podcast. This is Becca Martin-Brown, the Features Editor for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and I am joined on the phone today, golly, I hope that we can be joined in person soon, by Joseph Farmer, who is director of the upcoming show at Arkansas Public Theater, a show called The Waverly Gallery, and Carrie Beebe, a newcomer to APT, who is playing the leading role. Welcome, guys. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you for having us. Delighted to have you. I'll be even more delighted when we're in person. Uh, me too. Me too. <laughs> of course. We've got a lovely, shiny new podcast studio in Fayetteville that we're just itching to use. But right now, this will this will do. I want to start by talking about what I think is the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, you've, if you've read a synopsis of this show or you've read the script... You might think you need to go to the theater with four boxes of Kleenex and a big bottle of wine. <laughs> what I think makes only... <laughs> One Talk box to me about the show. I personally recommend maybe just two boxes of Kleenex. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely a full body, a body, a full bodied, full bottle of wine. Yeah, I think that would be great. We ease you into it, though. You 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 won't start crying until oh the second act somewhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it, I mean, this is a show that you're going to go home talking about and thinking about. Joey, talk a little bit about the premise, the plot of the show, and why it's going to make you a cry and b go home talking about it. Oh, well, you know, we don't always have to harp on the whole crying part of it. Um, early in our rehearsal. He's concept, lying to you guys. Just let me, he's lying. It's not lies. It's theater, Becca. It's theater. It's always theater. It's not lies. No, when we read through the show as a cast for the first time, I think we were all, you know, very touched and moved by the piece. But um, there are, there are light moments throughout the show. And it's very much a slice of life. Uh, a memory play akin to Glass Menagerie, that these are, um, you know, this is somebody's recollection of what has happened in the past. So though the subject matter can get a little bit heavy, there are lighter moments and um, the performances are really captivating. So we have a very talented cast. There's a it's a uh, yeah for for your theater goers. There's a, there's a lot of stuff to to unpack here, but we're we're telling the story of uh, Gladys Green, and uh, what she has done with her life. We're visiting her towards the end of her life, and she has a lot to say. And throughout the story, we meet her grandson and her daughter and her daughter's husband and a new artist who comes to hang his art at the gallery that she runs. Carrie, do you have anything else to add in there? Well, indeed, we find out about her now, but there's also a lot of exposition about her life in the past. And she was important and she was a social activist and um, a very gregarious person that touched everybody that she met. And that informs who she becomes, but I think it's part one of the important things about the story to me is that when we meet a person we just see that one little moment and there is a whole rich history of who this person was 
and 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 still is and we need to just keep that in mind that all people are so much richer than our immediate first impressions that is a great takeaway from this show i don't know if i ever said the show is called the waverly gallery by kenneth lonergan and gladys owns this gallery on a little corner in new york nobody really comes there but she goes there every day Mm -hmm. and sometimes people come and chat with her and a new artist comes and she's very excited about that so it also addresses the what do you do as the way you've defined yourself in this life starts to fade away. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. As we all get older and I'm, I'm 66 years old. I see that I can no longer do the things that I used to be able to do, but things that I thought defined me and you just kind of have to rewrite some of that. Um, Boy, you can clearly take on a big role because this is, a huge number of words. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And well, I don't know what one Very <laughs> impressive shoulders. I will just say that. She can, well, she can carry a lot, a lot, a lot in, in the course of the, the show. It is a, uh, a mesmerizing performance. It's, it's been so much fun to put together and watch these folks create. And uh, I'm just in awe of her transformation and be able to convey everything that that happens in, in the course of the runtime of the show. I started to call Gladys the protagonist when I wrote about it, and she is, but there's really no good guys or bad guys in this show. No, the rest of the family have just as much of a journey to make as she does. As they as they navigate dealing with this person that they love so much. Um, but it now is affecting their lives in a huge way. Right. Everybody's a good guy. Yeah, really. And everybody's a bad guy, too, because Gladys is annoying. Yes. (laughs) She's annoying. She is. How did you find, I know that when we talked for the story, Carrie, that you said your family influenced this character a little bit talk a little bit about your mom and your grandma and how they influenced Gladys well sure and I also I didn't mention this in the story but my husband too is hard of hearing and I I have entire exchanges with him that seem to be lifted right out of the script oh no that's (laughs) all man I don't have to be hard of hearing (laughs) oh (laughs) true story true story (laughs) indeed (laughs) selective hearing maybe but um yeah, you know, the people that you're closest to, in this this case, my mom, every role I have ever played has some element of something that she was. Again, as we were talking about the richness of, a, some, of someone's life, there's a lot of history and we all go through all of these different personas as we grow up. Um, but yeah, my grandmother, she had Alzheimer's at the end of her life and she was it was fascinating she would enter into this fantasy world and my grandfather uh would just let her go i remember one time she said my grandfather walked into the room and she said i don't want you i want leslie leslie's his name so we walked out of the room and came back in and said all right 
what is it you want <laughs> at, in playing into her fantasy, uh, he was able to keep her grounded and keep her sane. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, very, that, that was just lovely. My mom has dementia, not, not Alzheimer's, but Parkinson's dementia. And so she doesn't enter that fantasy world. So, but, but yes, as just about everybody, if you live long enough, you're going to have some mental issues. And it can be a really wonderful, weirdly wonderful experience. We went through this with a grandmother who we never knew when we went to the hospital to see her, what age she would be and where Mm -hmm. she would be. Right. And we met her when she was a child and we met her when she was a young woman and we met her when she had young children of her own. And again, it's that everybody has a life that got them to this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get to see all kinds of pieces of that life later on when they all kind of meld. There's a wonderful line when the grandson says, oh, something to the effect of her mind is um, scattered into many pieces, but they're all her pieces. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, there's a line in a, a theater review by Ben Brantley that he said, she's conducting what might be called extreme improvisation. She's bluffing. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And that, that's good. I think you're going to be amazing. I have this great sense. Joey, how do you direct something when you're still a baby, son? Oh, <laughs> um, you know, you you uh, you definitely put it on your gratitude list every morning. I'm I'm thankful. I really am. I don't I don't take it lightly. I think it's a huge honor um, when you've got folks like Carrie and uh, Kathy Forbes as part of our cast, and we've just got a great group of folks. You, you let them go wild and you you set them all up there and you block them a little bit. You see, this looks pretty and this looks great and whatnot. But these actors bring so much rich characterization to every rehearsal. It's just, uh, it's the best job in the world. I mean, I get to watch them create live in front of me and every once in a while suggest something and remind them to, you know, look over your books and whatnot. But <laughs> a lot of times, by the time we're at the end of rehearsal, I think the entire production team is just, the wind is taken out of us. And there's some notes. We go home and consider some things and come back and do it again the next night and just improve on and find those those layers. But it's it's awesome. Like I'm, I feel so lucky and so privileged to to take part in this, just, you know, just being the director, these guys do all the emotional lifting (laughs) and I I don't envy them there. (laughs) Do you have family experiences that are being brought back to you, Joey, as you watch this? Um, Yeah, I think a little bit. I, I, I feel like I've had these experiences or I've had some of these experiences through friends and family members who have gone through, uh, through similar things. So it is very much a, a mirror to a lot of folks' realities. Mm-hmm. I think and Joe is still young enough he mm-hmm. can remember things. 
Carrie, Sagan. unlike the rest of us. I said, I think Joey's young enough he can remember things, unlike the rest of us. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, think, think out for phones, phones and gadgets and stuff to remind us of some of the, the other right. things. But I think this this past year that we went through has been a good reminder of all the things that are really important to us. And so they coming out of what we came out collectively. Hopefully we're coming out of it better for and got our priorities in line. Mm-hmm. More appreciative of each other and what we can do again. Oh, for sure. Having the, you know, the theater being closed for a few months for live performance and then to come back, even, even the hardest of rehearsals, I'm so grateful to have to have a rehearsal, to have, have a, a rehearsal, band, yes. to have a project to work on, to have something to fret over in the morning. That's awesome <laughs> right now. So, Well, and we should mention that APT was the first theater to come back to live performance in Northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yes, we were. And we, we, don't, um, we don't take that very lightly either. So we are cautious. We've been rehearsing in masks. I got to see the cast's beautiful faces for the first time this week, and it, it was amazing. It was amazing. That was a trip. trip. <laughs> yeah. It was a little bit of a trip. <laughs> you are correct, Carrie. Did you move on to the clear, to the clear shields now? Yes. yes. We uh-huh. transitioned to the to the space shields this week. And you should know, having seen all of the new shows. The clear shields will disappear in your head in 30 seconds. You'll see them. You'll go, oh, look, they have on shields. And then you won't see them again. <laughs> I mean, it just, I, it, it's not important. Not mm-hmm. important at all. Nope. No. Well, thank you so much for coming to talk to me. I'm, it is a beautiful show. Thank you, Becca. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. Totally I still recommend multiple boxes of Kleenex. I'm sorry, Joey. <laughs> always a pleasure to chat. Always. And I still I recommend multiple. Talk. I recommend multiple boxes of Kleenex. I still do. <laughs> now you're stronger than you think. One will do it. <laughs> <laughs> the show is called The Waverly Gallery by Kenneth Lonergan. It opens at 8 o'clock April 16th and is on stage at 8 o'clock April 17th. 2 o'clock April 18th, and again April 22nd through 25th at Arkansas Public Theater at the Victory and Rogers. If you've never been in that theater, it is a gorgeous Art Deco, Joey, Art Nouveau. I would say Deco, I believe. I believe. I didn't know we were going to get into art history, but I, I did Art Deco is the way to go. <laughs> gorgeous and totally worth seeing just on its own. Tickets start at $10 at 631-8988 or ArkansasPublicTheater.org. And thank you all for joining me. This is another edition of the What's Up podcast. I'm Becca Martin-Brown, the features editor. Some days I speak English better than others. I apologize. This was not one of them. Join us again. (laughs) 